The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself. And God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. The second reading from the book of Revelation ends with this line, the one who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. And for me, the first thing that comes to mind is a scene from The Passion of the Christ, because in that movie, these words come out of Jesus' mouth, like, right as he's going to be crucified. And he says to his mother, Mother, see how I make all things new. That, like, in the midst of his death, he's making everything new. And, And there's really, like, as I was praying through this, there's kind of three ways that, that all things are made new. And just like in Advent, we talk about the three comings of Jesus. In Advent, we talk about the first coming of Jesus in the Incarnation, the the second coming of Jesus that will happen at the end of time. And that way that Jesus comes into our hearts and into our lives each and every day, especially at Mass. And, And so this idea that I make all things new, it also can apply in those three ways that that when our Lord came into the world in his incarnation, he came to make everything new and and to give a new commandment. I I give you a new commandment, love one another. And, And our Lord also calls us to live in a new way. He says to the Pharisees, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. And then after, after explaining that parable, he says, but some people don't want the new wine because they think the old is good. And, and that can be a reaction that we have when, when we hear those words, like our Lord wants to do something new with you. It can be like, well, what's wrong with what we've been doing? Or what's wrong with who I've been? Or what's wrong with where I've been? But what our Lord calls us to is is that we're always becoming someone new. And there's always something new to encounter in him. 
And so that newness comes like as our Lord enters into the world. And, and he says things like, you have heard it said that you shall not kill. But I say to you, you sh- whoever is angry at his brother or you have heard it said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks with lust has already committed adultery. Moses allowed you to divorce because of the hardness of your hearts, but from the beginning it was not so. And so our Lord always calls us to live higher. And what he wills, he enables, which means that he gives us the grace to live in that way. And sometimes we don't always allow that truth to penetrate our hearts, and that, and that sometimes is the truth that we, we maybe ignore, is that... Like, God's grace allows us to live in that way. And, and there's this other truth that he says, which is that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That that's what he desires for us, is, is to have an abundant life. You know, our Lord didn't say, I came into the world so that you could have a good enough life. Or I came into the world so that, you know, you can remain in the blah. I can't that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Like he wants more. And so there's that newness that he brought into the world. And then there's the newness at the end of time, which is what we hear about in the book of Revelation when the, the heavenly Jerusalem comes down from God. Like a bride adorned for her husband. And, and that, that wedding between heaven and earth comes to its fulfillment at the end of time when everything is transformed. And then there's that third newness, which is the newness that that he calls us to each and every day. And it also calls to mind a, a scripture passage that I wrote about in the bulletin this week, just as we're entering into the summer season, which is Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 where the Lord says, remember not the things of the past, the things of long ago consider not. Behold, I'm doing something new. And when Isaiah says that, he's speaking about the temptation we can all have to to kind of stay stuck in our past. And that happens in different ways. Mostly what he's speaking of is, is when we become attached to our past sinfulness, even if we're not living that sinful life anymore, sometimes we can carry it around with us and, and we can live in the should all the time. You know, we live in the should, or we could call it the tyranny of the should, which is like, I should have done better in the past, or I should have a better life, or I should have studied harder in school. I should have taken English seriously and then my verbal SAT score would have been higher and I would have gone to a different university and I would have ended up in a different place in a different time. You know, like whatever that is and or, or we can feel like we're unforgivable, like, like God forgives me. I know intellectually God forgives me, but he really shouldn't have. And so I'm going to just go ahead and I'm going to treat myself more harshly and, and I need to make up for that more and... and And what Isaiah is saying is, remember not the things of the past, the things of long ago, consider not. Behold, I'm doing something new. Later on, he says, should I take you to trial? Like, do you really want to go to trial? Because I'm actually, I'm going to redeem you. 
And I'm going to transform your history. So that you can live like a new creation. Right? So you can live like a new creation. So that you can live the abundant life. So that you can live in the more. And that has to be like the focus of our own prayer life is, okay, what is the more or what is the newness that Jesus wants for me? You know, what is the new thing that he wants for me? Or where am I holding on to some lies from the past? Where am I holding on to my sinfulness from the past? Or where do I have nostalgia for a life that never even existed before? And can I just surrender all of that and just let that go and let our Lord do what our Lord wants to do? Because it's when we do that that we experience the mercy that transforms our hearts and we come to know the joy that that he truly wants for us. And we come to know the joy that he truly wants for us and And then we have the opportunity to live in that joy and to abide in that love and and to abide in that love unreservedly. So there's no yeah buts that come into our mind, you know, when when we hear things like Jesus loves you so much. Yeah, but he really shouldn't because of this, that or the other thing. But we can just surrender to that truth. and, And then when we do. then we start to live in the newness. And it's then that the church becomes credible because like Jesus says to his disciples, this is how all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That it's in experiencing our Lord's love to the full, allowing him to do that new thing in our own hearts each day. And then letting that overflow in the way that we love one another and and the way that we care for one another and our openness to new people and our openness to the community around us and our openness and our family life. And that really is the kind of love and the kind of newness that we long for and that our world longs for. Because so many times, you know, we, we live in a world that has more means of being connected than it ever has in the past, but yet people are more lonely than they've ever felt in the past. And it's only the love of Christ that answers that loneliness. It's truly in the love of Christ that we find a sense of identity, that we find a sense of belonging. But that begins with the new thing that he desires to do in our own hearts. Then that new thing that he desires to do in our families, in our parish, our church. In the whole world, and 
And so just invite you, brothers and sisters, as we enter into these summer months, to, to just spend some time whenever that can be, whether it's in church or at home, in the morning before you go to sleep at night, and, and just to ask our Lord, like, Jesus, what is the new thing that you desire for me? Or, Jesus, where do you want me to grow in my relationship with you? Jesus, what's the new thing that you, that you desire for our family? Jesus, what's the new thing that you desire for our parish family? And just let yourself rest in that question and, and see what the Spirit moves and brings into your imagination, brings into your heart. Because if we begin there, right, we surely will be on the road to that kind of transformation, that kind of newness. That glorifies our Lord Jesus Christ and his Heavenly Father.